It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers have their man. Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC Dave Canales is set to be the next head coach here in Carolina. We'll break it all down right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. We are a part of, of course, the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where typically on Fridays throughout the offseason, won't do it this week because the Carolina Panthers just hired a new head coach. I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to get those questions into me for next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started today. I am live right now as I typically will be anytime there's any big breaking news this offseason on Monday evening went live to break down the Panthers promoting former assistant general manager Dan Morgan to their president of football operations and GM role and now I'm live on both Locked On Panthers and Locked On NFL YouTube channel breaking down the Carolina Panthers impending hire of Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales so who is Dave Canales. We talked about him earlier on this week on Locked On Panthers, and it sounded like he was becoming one of the top candidates for the job, especially after Dan Morgan was hired as the president of football operations and GM. Dan Morgan having spent eight years in Seattle with Dave Canales, who spent 13 seasons with the Seahawks from 2010 to 2022. Canales originally joined the Seahawks as an offensive quality control coach during the 2010 through 2012 seasons before being elevated to assistant quarterbacks coach in 2013 and 14, and later became the wide receivers coach in 2015 through 17, was a quarterbacks coach in 18 and 19, then again in 2022, where he worked with Geno Smith and was a pass game coordinator in 2020 and in 2021 before this year going to Tampa Bay to be their OC. And for the first time, he was a play caller. At no point in Dave Canales' career had he ever called plays at the collegiate or the NFL level until 2023. And anyone you speak to, anyone you see talking about Dave Canales talks about how just an excellent Offensive play caller, he is, Dave Canales is Mexican-American, by the way, making him the only Hispanic head coach currently in the NFL today. He's believed to be the fifth head coach of Latino descent in NFL history, following Tom Fears, Tom Flores, Ron Rivera, formerly here of the Carolina Panthers and in the Washington Commanders, and Brian Flores. Going to Jeff Howe of The Athletic 
Just the book on New Panthers head coach Dave Canales, incredibly bright offensive mind, high football IQ, constant upbeat energy, and boy, is that needed here in Carolina. Knows how to relate to players and lead a room really well-respected from his time in Tampa and Seattle. And he was barely in Tampa Bay. 12 months he spent down there with the Buccaneers. Joe Person, the Carolina Panthers beat reporter for The Athletic, saying Dave Canales' work of quarterbacks the last few years was important to a franchise that has to get Bryce Young turned around by hiring an offensive-minded coach. The Panthers hope to keep their defensive staff mostly intact after Carolina finished top five in total D in 2023. For me, I think David Canales is a good hire. I have no idea whether it's going to work or not, but I think it is a good hire on paper and it's necessary for what the Carolina Panthers need right now. And anyone who's been paying attention, listening to the show, watching the show, knows that I have not necessarily leaned as far as wanting a defensive head coach or an offensive head coach or a special teams coordinator being elevated to the head coaching role. What I cared about is someone who could lead men. That's what Steve Wilkes did for the Carolina Panthers during 2022. Never mind, he was a defensive coordinator, and he has done a great job in the past as a defensive coach, but what mattered most to me was the respect that he was able to command in that locker room and how those men responded to him week in and week out. And sure, the Panthers didn't win every single game that Steve Wilkes coached. They had their stinkers. They also had an outstanding game against Detroit and some other games that played against Tampa or along the way. I appreciated that they had an identity and that they had a head coach who felt like he was the fit of the role. At no point, and I'm not trying to sit here and denigrate Matt Rule, did he feel like he was ready for the job at this level. What I cared about was not whether you could call plays defensively or offensively. What I cared about is can you lead men in listening and really reading what Jeff Howell from The Athletic had to say about Dave Canales. He's well-respected from his time in Seattle and in Tampa. He can relate to players and lead a room. That's what the Carolina Panthers need. Yes, they need a coach who can bring inventive, modern, offensive skills. They need a coach who can get the entire coaching staff on the same page and not have the infighting that was here last fall with the offensive coaching staff. He needs. They need a Carol. Panthers need somebody who can go out there and help win football games. And I think Dave Canales has a chance to do that. Now, will he? That will remain to be seen. But two things really stand out to me as far as Carolina Panthers about to make this hire of Dave Canales as their next head coach. This move, first and foremost, was made with Bryce Young in mind, which is obvious. You traded away your first round pick, which is going to be the number one overall pick in the 2024 draft in April to go up there and get Bryce Young. You traded away the second-round pick you got in the McCaffrey trade from San Francisco to trade up to get Bryce Young. You gave it your second-round pick in 2025 to get Bryce Young. You gave up DJ Moore to get Bryce Young, and then you gave him DJ Chark, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Jonathan Mingo. You didn't do anything to help Bryce Young last year. And on paper... It made sense. Frank Reich had worked with quarterbacks before, has won a Super Bowl when he had a stable quarterback situation in Indianapolis. He won games. They brought in Thomas Brown, who had spent time with Sean McVay, could marry that system with Reich's system. And as we saw, that did not go well for the Carolina Panthers this past season. They brought in Jim Caldwell. They brought in Josh McCown, who, if there wasn't a Rooney rule, would have been the head coach of the Houston Texans at some point in time over the last couple of years. This all-star coaching staff on paper it all made sense but in practice it did not work for the Carolina Panthers so turning around they needed to find 
someone who can be a consensus builder and someone who has a proven background of turning around and helping quarterbacks. And Dave Canales is absolutely that guy. Look no further than the past two seasons, one in Seattle as a quarterbacks coach, and then this past season in Tampa Bay as the OC. Geno Smith, best known for getting knocked out in the locker room by I.K. Impala, had spent his entire career as a backup. A journeyman in the NFL, went to Seattle, backed up Russell Wilson, got a couple opportunities during the 2021 season. Then last, then the year after that, they decided, let's give Geno a try. And Geno Smith had a career year throwing for 4,200 yards, 69.8% completion percentage, 30 touchdowns, all career highs, had a 100.9 passer rating, which technically is not his career high. That was a year prior, but he only started three games that year. But as far as a full-time starter, the best passer rating of his career, had 11 interceptions. Then look at Baker Mayfield, what he did this past season in Tampa Bay. We can talk about why Baker didn't work here in Carolina. Likely not a scheme fit. When they brought him in, it wasn't until the end of July. The fake quarterback competition with Sam Darnold, the man they tried all offseason to replace and then stole reps from Baker Mayfield for the first three, four weeks of training camp and the preseason. They didn't put Baker in the best situation, but also Baker didn't really fit in Carolina, but had a great year in Tampa. And you can honestly just sit back down and just say, congrats, Baker. Good for you. We got the guy that got you there. Baker Mayfield threw for over 4,000 yards this season, had a career high 64.3 completion percentage, 28 touchdowns, 94.6 passer rating, 10 interceptions. And if you watch them, in the playoffs, was outstanding against Philadelphia, was awesome on Sunday in that loss against the Detroit Lions. Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith, both of those individuals got paid. Baker's about to, but Geno Smith got paid because of the work that Dave Canales did with him. Baker Mayfield's about to get paid because of the work that Dave Canales did with him. Bryce Young, hopefully one day in Carolina, will get paid because of the work that Dave Canales will hopefully do with him here in Carolina. That made a ton of sense to bring in somebody with Canales' background, even without having the years of experience as a coordinator, spending only three years as a quarterback coach in one recent year in 2022, only having called plays one time in his career. And calling plays, whether you do it or not, does not dictate whether you can be a good head coach. We'll find out later on whether Dave Canales will continue to call plays here in Carolina. Is that even a good idea for him to do that. We saw Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia give up play-calling duties, gave it to Shane Steichen, and they went to the playoffs that year, then went to the Super Bowl that next year, and things didn't work out this past season for Philadelphia. But we have seen in the past coaches try to take on that role and not have success. We've also seen Sean McVay do it at a high level. We have seen Kyle Shanahan do it at a high level, Matt LaFleur, and that, of course, is the hope for the Carolina Panthers with Dave Canales set to be their next head coach. The second thing that stands out to me is Dan Morgan, the new president of football operations and general manager here in Carolina, appears to have significant influence here in Carolina within this organization. Can you confidently say, looking back to a year ago, that Frank Reich was Scott Fitterer's hire? Can you sit here and tell me with a straight face that you felt like Scott Fitter had the autonomy to go out there and do hire Frank Reich as his head coach? I don't believe that to be the case. David Tepper, as we all know, is an active participant with all the day-to-day going on in that organization. He set aside his hedge fund, Appaloosa Management, so he could be a full-time participant in this organization that he spent $2.25 billion liquid, straight cash for six years ago. And it's within his right to want to be a participant 
with the Panthers having spent that much money in taking time to move down here to Charlotte. I totally understand that. But David Tepper has been the thing holding back the Carolina Panthers the last six seasons, but in particular the last four seasons as he hired Rule, failed to hire Wilkes, hired Reich, and all of that just was a galactic failure here in Carolina. Now seeing Dan Morgan, who again spent eight years in Seattle with Dave Canales, bring in Dave Canales, who nobody else in the NFL, mind you, not a single team in the NFL that had an opening brought in Dave Canales for a first interview or a second interview. They didn't bring him in at all. He was out on the market. The Panthers were the only team to talk to him. And once Dan was elevated to that position, it became clear that Dave Canales had a real shot at this job. And I don't think Dave Canales gets this job in Carolina if it's not for Dan Morgan's presence. And of course, David Tepper was still in those meetings, sitting there, taking in the information, I'm sure asking questions of how you can give me the sustained success that I want here in Carolina, that I promised the fan base that I have not delivered on. Of course, David Tepper was active. So was Christy Coleman, the team president. So was Nicole Tepper, the, I guess, co-owner. She has a real role within Tepper Sports and Entertainment. Not quite sure what it is, but she's the co-owner of the team because her husband, David Tepper, owns the team. David Tepper had to have signed off on this, but I don't think he necessarily signs off on it as quickly as he did if Dan Morgan didn't have that built-in relationship with Dave Canales. So it's apparent. It's apparent that Dan Morgan has a significant influence, and that was the case even before he was elevated. The president of football operations, general manager, as he was sitting in there with Adrian Wilson and Cole Spencer in those first round of interviews virtually about a week, two weeks ago. This is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. For Dan Morgan to be taking the lead with personnel, the Panthers are set to hire someone to handle the salary cap and contract side of things and numbers and be a buffer between David Tepper and the personnel side, which will be led by Dan Morgan, who's led the scouting department the last couple of seasons. And also, you think about it too, alignment. It's one of those key buzzwords. Buck Rising, who joined us yesterday, he was mocking it. But it's important. We saw just last year how this Offensive staff wasn't even aligned. How there were coaches who were going to David Tepper saying, hey, this is what's wrong with Bryce Young's footwork. We should go to Josh McCown. There wasn't a consensus within that coaching staff. It was a Hunger Games mentality, as was reported by Joe Person and Diona Rossini from The Athletic. That can't be going on within your organization. You cannot have success if there is infighting like that. So now that you have a general manager and a head coach who have spent eight years prior working together, that is important for the head coach GM partnership. Then you add on the cap and contract guy and David Tepper staying as far away from the personnel side of things here in Carolina and you're heading in the right direction. I think. TBD, we'll have to see. Because David Tepper, I still don't trust him. This is the right direction. And I felt last year too, the way he went about his process of casting a wide net, talking to many candidates, I appreciated how they went about things. They just hired the wrong guy, and they may have taken the wrong quarterback. Only time will tell as far as Bryce Young goes. This is the right step in the, this is a step in the right direction for the Carolina Panthers organizationally, and of course for Bryce Young, their hopeful franchise quarterback and a former number one overall pick from a year ago. So last year, it appeared that David Tepper envisioned a young head coach, a Ben Johnson, to be paired of an experienced defensive mind thinking like a Vic Fangio ended up in Miami and appears to be headed to Philadelphia this offseason. He did all of that in mind before pivoting to Frank Reich. This year, he has his young offensive-minded head coach, but will he have a top DC to pair him with? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. 
This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. And if you're living here in Charlotte, I'm looking outside right now. It's been raining all week. I'm sick of the rain. Dave Canales will probably feel at home. He's a Southern California guy, but he spent 13 years in Seattle, and it looks like Seattle, North Carolina right now here in Charlotte. So I'm, I'm not happy about that. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. In North Carolina, we are so close. Legal betting online is coming March 11th. So get ready to sign up for FanDuel. Got college basketball going to be right there with the ACC tournament starting up in D.C. Right around the corner from March Madness. You're going to have the Masters not too far from that. Going to be great to get on FanDuel at that point in time. The app is so easy to use. And there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl The Carolina Panthers are set to hire Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales, who spent 13 years in Seattle under Pete Carroll, who spoke glowingly about Canales back at the Combine a year ago, saying how he was one of the up-and-coming head coaches in the NFL, the way that his mind worked as a great offensive play call. Well, not even play call at that point in time, but offensive mind, someone who related to the player, someone who could lead a room, and someone who now has the opportunity to be the head coach here in Carolina. And I was watching Josh Norris, who is with Underdog Fantasy. He's a Charlotte native, Elon alum, such as myself. He does a great job, and you can see all of his YouTube stuff. they got some great videos that you should check out. Colt McCoy breaking down some of Dave Canales' plays, love what they did there. But he had tweeted out a video from YouTube that the Buccaneers put out Right after it was the Falcons game that they played with Dave Canales, just a doc that they put out about him and just his growth and him coming to Tampa Bay and what he was able to do at Baker Mayfield as that team was able to turn things around later on that season, be able to win that wild card round playoff game, give Detroit everything they're going to have on Sunday in that divisional round loss up there in the Motor City. But I was interested to hear how Dave Canales talked about being passed over twice in Seattle and how that ticked him off. And he had something to prove when he got down to Tampa Bay. And boy, did he prove it as he is now going to be the head coach. It's set to happen. It's not official uh, just yet. Let me, let's check my phone, make sure. Uh, nope. Haven't seen, not official, but it's going to be official. It it would be, it would be something if this fell apart, but I'm, I'm, let's go ahead and knock on wood and I'll put that out there in the universe, even though I just did But Dave Canales said to be the head coach here 
in Carolina, and I'm excited to see what he can do for the Carolina Panthers. So last year, it was thought that David Tepper wanted Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, who will not be here in Carolina, and we can discuss why the Panthers didn't wait to try and court Ben Johnson in person uh, next week here in just a moment on the show. But they wanted Ben Johnson last year. Ben Johnson leveraged David Tepper's thirst into more money up there in Detroit where he really wanted to be, and I think he made the right decision staying in Detroit, not saying anything bad about the Panthers, but look what the Lions have done. They're one win away from the Super Bowl. That's a smart. He may never go back to a Super Bowl. So he's right there close to it. He may not get to this point ever again in his career. I, I applaud. I, I honestly, I think it's good that he stayed up there in Detroit. It's been a fun story. Would have loved to have Ben Johnson here, but it did not work out. Either way, all the reporting was that David Tepper, like all these uninventive owners, wanted a young offensive mind head coach to partner with an older defensive mind. That ended up not being the case as they hired Frank Reich, an old offensive coach, and then brought in one of the young defensive minds in Ajero Averro. Now they have their young offensive-minded head coach. Will they have Ajero Averro here in Carolina this upcoming season? It's the second year in a row. That EJ has been interviewed, has interviewed for the Panthers job and been passed over in favor for a head coach with an offensive background. Now, last year, it's not like I didn't have a problem with it. If David Sepper was going to hire any coach, now he, what he needed to do was hire the best coach, and he did not do that. But if he was going to hire a defensive coach, he already had one here in Carolina in Steve Wilkes, who had gone 500, who had the team on the brink of winning the division and going to the playoffs. If you wanted to have someone of a defensive background, you would have hired Steve Wilkes. So with Jero Vero, I didn't think he had much of a chance to actually get the job, but he did end up here as the defensive coordinator because David Tepper threw a bag at him, and it was a great hire by the Panthers. They weren't great when it came to red zone defense. They were last in the NFL in takeaways. But as far as yardage get, went, they were top five in the league. They gave up a lot of points because they weren't great in, the red, great in the red zone. This was a defense that was banged up throughout the season. Barely had J.C. Horn, had Shaq Thompson for five quarters, I believe, this season. We're missing their starting safeties, Von Bell and Xavier Woods for four games each. Missed Brian Burns for a game. Derek Brown was outstanding this year. Some of the young guys had to step up, like Alex Cook, Deshaun Jameson. They stepped up, and they had an impact. Troy Hill, a veteran who came in here, had an impact for the Carolina Panthers. They had to put the other mass units pretty much every single week. And post-bye week, after getting slaughtered by the, the, by the Lions and the Dolphins, that defensive unit gave the team a chance to win pretty much every single week. The only week I can look at them not playing all that well, I suppose Dallas really, the Packers game, and that was the one time that the offense actually showed up. So I'm not going to sit here and blame the defense for losing that game. He had a competitive unit and had one arm, maybe even two arms tied behind his back for the most part all season long. That is someone, in my opinion, deserving of having a head coaching role in the NFL. And I felt like he was deserving of having that role here in Carolina, but that's not going to be the case. So can the Panthers keep EJ around? Well, here's the thing. The man's under contract for two more years. He could stay for another year and they get a head coaching job next year. And it's not like any Panther fan really believed he would stick around that long. We all understood when he was hired last year that it could be a one-year proposition before he heads off to another coach, another team as a head coach. And he still has that opportunity to do that. He had a second interview on Monday in Carolina. Of course, he's not had the job. He's had a second interview in Atlanta and has another one scheduled in Seattle. The Falcons have talked to Bill Belichick two times. They're set to talk to Aaron Glenn 
and Ben Johnson from the Lions next week in person. Raheem Morris has talked to them. Bobby Sloak just had a second interview today. So Gerald Barrow is still in the hunt for that job. I don't know if he's a favorite, but he's in the hunt for the job. Seattle Seahawks, they have scheduled a second interview with him. Not sure when that's going to be, but they've talked to Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham multiple times. They have him scheduled. Mike Kafka has two interviews. Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, who appears to be the favorite. So Gerald Barrow has a chance to get that job. And you would think that the right thing to do would be if you don't want to be your head coach, then you know maybe let him go. But that's not how this works in the NFL. And the contracts actually matter at this level. In college, they, they're not worth the, the, the ink that the, they're, they're, that's on them, it, on the paper, whatever the, the phrase is that I just botched. But whatever. In the NFL, it does matter because these owners, they can block you from going to interview other places if you're going to take a lateral move. We already saw in Jacksonville, Jero Vero, they requested to talk to him. David Tepper said no. Chris Tabor, uh, God, I forget who it was. I think it was the Giants wanted to talk to him. The special teams coordinator, David Tepper, said no. Thomas Brown, different. David Tepper doesn't want Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown is not going to be here in Carolina next year. He's probably basically already been fired. He got the interview up in Chicago for the job he did not get, and he's going to get the interview in Pittsburgh. Jero Vero is probably going to be here in Carolina unless he gets a job. Like He's going to be here in Carolina unless he gets another job elsewhere. And the perfect partnership for the Panthers, you would think right now, is to have Dave Canales here, who's about to be the head coach, and then have Jero Vero, a proven commodity, on that side of the ball for two straight years. Had a top 10 defense in a lot of statistical, statistical categories when he was down there or over there, up there, where the hell geographically you want to talk about it, with the Denver Broncos. And then this year, what he was able to do with this team. And if you can bring back Burns, you can bring back Luvu, you can stay healthy. The Panthers have a chance to have, once again, a good defense and a defense that should be better when it comes to the points that they allow in the red zone and getting takeaways. Those are three areas that absolutely have to improve next year if this team wants to win more than two games, and that's just on the defensive side of the ball, let alone all the things that need to improve on the offensive side of things for the Carolina Panthers to not be a complete joke next year in the NFL. I think Jero Vero will be back here next season, but that's all dependent upon whether the Seahawks or the Falcons want to hire him. I don't know whether he's a favorite for either one of those jobs. The fact he's interviewed twice means that he is somebody that those teams are clearly extremely interested in. I don't know how much the interest was there in Carolina. They talked to him twice. They talked to him twice instead of talking to Chris Tabor twice. So clearly they had some sort of interest in him being, being the head coach. Back back years, David Tepper has said, thanks, but no thanks. You want to coach defense instead? As far as the coaching staff also looks like, it looks at he like here in Carolina, um, Joe Person had mentioned it in that tweet I read earlier, that by hiring an offensive-minded coach, the Panthers hope to keep their defensive staff mostly intact after Carolina finished top five in total D, unless his assistants are let out of their deals or they're able to get a DC role somewhere else. They're going to stay here or they can get a job promotion somewhere else. They're going to stay in Carolina. I have not seen anything about any of the Panthers defensive staffers under Jero Vero interviewing for the open D.C. jobs in the NFL. So I'd expect that the majority of them, if not all of them, are going to stay here in Carolina unless EJ wants to make some sort of changes in his own right. Uh, Chris Tabor, you have to think he's going to be back as a special teams coordinator. David Zepper insisted that he would be here last year to be the special teams coordinator when Frank Reich took over. The fact that he was the... 
interim and that he interviewed for the job that David Tepper didn't allow him to interview elsewhere would lead me to believe that Chris Tabor, who's widely respected in this locker room, and the NFLPA survey came out and named him the number two special teams coordinator in the NFL. He'll be back. And just looking at somebody else outside of Carolina that could be coming here, this is something I saw from Josh Norris, uh, Bucks wide receiver Brad Idzik. Idzik, I think that's how you say it. He is the only coach that followed Canales from Seattle to Tampa Bay. He was her wide receiver coach. Maybe he could be the OC. Uh, Possibly he can coach wide receivers. The Panthers need a good wide receiver coach as the receivers this past year were bad. So that's a quick look at potential staff. But I do expect Jero Averro to be here for the Carolina Panthers next year, barring he does not take a job in Atlanta or in Seattle. The Panthers did not have to make this decision now. They could have waited. They were set to interview potentially Ben Johnson, Todd Munkin, and Mike McDonald next week. And Mike Vrabel was coming to Charlotte on Thursday. I don't even know if that even happened. They had time. Dave Canales didn't interview with a single other team. They could have waited, but they didn't. Why not wait? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on a projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, this may be the last weekend you guys get a chance to do this. LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Price Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Carolina Panthers are set to hire Bucks OC Dave Canales to be their next head coach. And first off, by, by, by the way, shout out to all the people who are live with me right now on YouTube. Got 227 live viewers right now on Locked On Panthers YouTube channel and on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. First time that I've had dueling channels. Not even dueling, but like both the channels live at the same time. Breaking down some breaking news of the Carolina Panthers. So appreciate all 200 plus of you that are here now. Appreciate all the people that are listening to the podcast form of the show who are watching the show back. So thank you to all the people that support the show because if you didn't listen or watch, then I would not be here. And maybe, I don't know, let's, let's not even get to that. All right, so the Carolina Panthers are going to hire Dave Canales. That's about to happen they didn't have to do it now though the senior bowl is next week and when talking to buck rising from 104 or 5 the zone yesterday he found it interesting that mike vrabel was going to talk to carolina for the first time on thursday he was scheduled to do that not quite sure whether that happened or not he was interested in that because majority of the league is about to leave 
on Sunday to go down to the Shangri-La that is Mobile, Alabama for the Reese's Senior Bowl and to evaluate some of the top prospects in this upcoming 2024 draft. You would think that you would have your GM in place as the Panthers have, and you would be very close to having your coach in place, or you would be, yeah, yeah, yes, very close. You wouldn't be talking to somebody for the first time knowing that in a couple days you're headed down south to Mobile to figure out what you're going to do with your roster. As far as I was concerned, as long as Dan Morgan, who's in control of personnel, is around and Adrian Wilson is sticking around and Cole Spencer is sticking around, as long as you have that personnel side of things figured out, I'm not overly concerned about it. The majority of the scouting has already been done, y'all. They've been doing that for the last year plus, especially this past college football season. We'll see what area scouts are able to stick around as the restructuring in the front office continues and is completed in the next week or so and even coming months, what happens with all of that. But the Senior Bowl, yes, it's important to go down there, look at the players. Panthers have a first-round pick, but they're going to have to draft guys in the second round, the third round, the fourth round, the sixth round. They'll have a seventh-round pick. They're going to have to find some players that can really help this team moving forward. They've done a terrible job at that. As long as the personal side of things was figured out, I wasn't overly concerned about whether you had a head coach in place. Now that you have a head coach in place who runs a West Coast scheme, now you can start looking at some of these players and wonder, okay, how do they fit in the scheme? But also just go out there and find the right guys and have a coach who's smart enough to put them in position to where they can succeed, which hopefully, and I believe from everything I've read, can and will be the case for Dave Canales here in Carolina. They didn't have to make this decision now. They could have waited until next week. Ben Johnson, Todd Munkin, the OC for the Ravens, Mike McDonald, the DC for the Ravens. They cannot interview in person until next week. Same case for Aaron Glenn, the D.C. up in Detroit. Same thing with Steve Wilkes, the D.C. in San Francisco. Neither one of those guys were ever on the radar for the Carolina Panthers. But the other three, they still were. And while the betting odds haven't favored Ben Johnson to be the guy to take over the job and all the scuttlebutt is that he's going to be the commander's head coach, and I believe that will be the case, especially now that the Panthers have decided, okay, we're good, we're not going to get him. And here's the thing, too. They weren't getting Ben Johnson in the first place. I talked to somebody, everybody I talked to has said, it's not going to happen. And when I asked about the search firm, when I was talking to somebody, they told me he's hiring a search firm, he being David Tepper, because he's not getting Ben Johnson. Didn't get Ben Johnson. Didn't even sit in person with Ben Johnson. It's so funny in a way, and not like in a like ah ha ha Panther stink way. It's a funny, just amusing how David Tepper reportedly was enamored with Ben Johnson. That was his number one guy last year. Didn't even get to talk to him this year. Only talked to him virtually. At no point did David Tepper and Ben Johnson sit together in the same room and talk about the Carolina Panthers job. Yet this was the guy that reportedly was the one that David Tepper wanted all along. And didn't have a conversation. Never had a conversation in person. I just would have thought that they might have been a little bit patient. And they were they could afford to be patient. As I've mentioned multiple times now, Dave Canales, no team requested to interview him. No team interviewed him. He was going back to Tampa Bay. And so the Carolina Panthers came in, interviewed him, and elevated Dan Morgan to the president of football operations and GM job. If it weren't for Dan Morgan, Dave Canales is going to be working with Baker Mayfield for another season down in Tampa. Instead, he's up here in Carolina working with Bryce Young and hopefully turning things around on offense. It's just interesting. They, they could have afforded to wait. There's some top – like McDonald is somebody I think that they should have talked to. Again, I don't care whether he is a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. The fact that that guy has some strong relationships with the Harbaugh family, having worked with Jim Harbaugh, at Michigan, having an outstanding defense there, going to Baltimore, working with John Harbaugh, 
who's won a Super Bowl, remember, and they have the top team in the NFL this season and having an outstanding defense. He's going to go those two guys, and they know what the hell they can do as Jim Harbaugh's about to be the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. And to be able to have the Harbaugh tree and be able to pipe tap into some of those uh, resources and find some coaches, I thought would have been beneficial. Todd Munkin, he's only been the OC for the back-to-back national champion Georgia Bulldogs and went up to Baltimore, and Lamar's going to be the MVP. And the Ravens have had an outstanding offense, and again, they're the top team in the NFL. I just thought maybe you would want to talk to those guys in person. But Dan Morgan clearly has some outsized influence. And that's not to say it's a bad thing, but he clearly has a lot of sway here in Carolina. And that helped lead to Dave Canales being the Carolina Panthers head coach. And you think on paper, young offensive mind, what he's able to do with Geno Smith, with Baker Mayfield, it makes total sense, too, that David Tepper would find his young offensive-minded head coach to pair with possibly Jero Vero, if everything works out the way the Carolina Panthers hope it will work out. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie. Julian Council. Again, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube, where 235 of you are with me right now, but there's been more people that have come in and out. Thank you to all of y'all that have tuned in on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel and the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, free and available everywhere. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays, typically, unless there's you know, more pressing matters like the Panthers about to hire a head coach. I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me. But first, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, and I will get to those questions next week. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always and forever. Keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Monday, but maybe a special edition of the show on Saturday, TBD. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.